What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo with Trust in Jesus Ministries. Man, we are studying through Genesis, and we have got to the story of Babel, the great tower that mankind tried to build and that God destroyed and uh, shut down the city and scattered everybody abroad. So if you haven't checked it out, haven't read it, man, go ahead and check out Genesis chapter 11, 1 through 9. Stop the tape, read it, and then uh, come back and see what the four questions, answer the four questions with me. If you've already read through, let's go ahead and uh, see what it has to say. What's the author trying to say? What's he trying to convey? What is actually going on? That's the first question that we ask. And so what's going on in the story? Well, it looks like mankind is trying to build a tower. It says they're erecting a tower to make themselves a great name and then to keep themselves together that they wouldn't be scattered out abroad or anything. And then it says that God saw this thing and went down to it. And uh, when he went down to it, he said that uh, they would they wouldn't be impossible for them to do anything. It would be that they could achieve anything if they continue like this. And so God says, let's just thwart their language. Let's confuse their language. And so he confused their language and then he scattered them. Uh, so what's what's all this about then? There's a couple of questions you're probably wondering about. Well, what's what's so wrong about mankind being unified? Because uh, that's basically what it's saying. It says they were of one tongue. And they were one people. And so uh, usually nations, when talked about in the chapter before, when we read through the table of nations, that's more of geographical idea. While this Am, which is the Hebrew for people, that is more of a like a, a community of people um, where there is a tight integration and uh, care for like a family. And so what is the, the point of God saying that it's bad to be unified? Well, we got to go back, I think, to what we read in a couple chapters earlier when it says that all the intentions in the hearts of man were evil. And so because of this, the thing which he's saying it's impossible for them to not achieve, which is a weird way to say impossible for them to not achieve. But where it says that they could do anything, it's uh, that it's like they could create any type of evil, that the thoughts of their hearts together is just beyond um um, evil. And if you, you can think about that in society too, you know, he's like an individual is smart, but when you get a bunch of people together, man, sometimes they are the most ignorant people around. And I think that's, what's going on here. And so God decides to do also the second thing, uh, that he, uh, was, which is the problem is that it says that they wanted to stay together. And what was the mandate that God had given him? He said, be fruitful, multiply upon the earth. But they're not spreading out. They are staying in one location, settling in one location, rather than going and filling the world as God had called them to do. So they're defying and being disobedient to the God that created them and mandated them to do what they've been called to do. And so because of this, man, God comes down and he thwarts their languages. But the idea is that not only did he thwart the languages, but it says that he spread them. He scattered them across uh across the country across the world and what's unique about this idea is that uh in his scattering that is the punishment but the punishment or the discipline for the actions that they do is for our good you see it it fulfills the goal that god had planned for originally when he said fill the earth so their punishment was only moving them towards the purpose of god 
See, God, you know, sometimes has to to uh, discipline us in, in order for us to do the things that we're called to do. But in doing so, we've been we've been spread out. It's it's funny. I read in a, a a book that it is the like Pentecost was the the rebuilding of one language or one people. But it was because of the spirit of God. But in Babel, this was because because Pentecost was the reversal of Babel, while Babel was a togetherness of sin because of man's pride. They said, let us make a name for ourselves. And this name in which they're making was on their own behalf rather than the behalf of God, not calling upon the, the name of the Lord, not exalting Yahweh, but exalting self. And so the reversal, which is amazing because now we are one people and this is the one people that God has called us to be in Christ, that we are one body in Christ so that we can exalt his name and glorify his name. But let's get, let's get back to Genesis, man. Let's get back to Genesis. What is this uh, uh, saying about God? Well, first off it's saying that he is almighty and powerful, that uh, he is the, the most powerful thing, uh, the most powerful being. It's funny because it says that uh, man in there trying to to get to where they're going and to build this tower or a ziggurat or, or whatever it is. I say ziggurat because it's the, the idea comes from how they're building the tower. Normally the Israelite people, even though this is not the Israelites, this is before this time, or Palestinian people would build from bricks. But it made a distinction to say that they're not building from bricks, but they're building from mortar. And that is what is usually mortar that's burned specifically. And it says that is the 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 bricks that they used to make these ziggurats, which ziggurats are just like uh, big stairways to heaven, so that they can meet the divine through their own um, their own machinations, through their own uh, uh, achievement. And, but uh, God ain't for that. There's only one way to Him, and that's through Him. You can't get there on your own. And so. What he does here is, is which is so funny, is that uh, that man in their achievements, it says they try and reach the tip of heaven. It says that their tops or the heads of the, the tower would be in heaven. But God, he, he, he is like he says he steps down. He says he goes down. And so <laughs> their even their greatest achievement isn't even able to do what they want it to do. God has to go down to meet them in order for this to happen. Uh, for him to thwart their languages, which is, it's, it's ironic. It's ironic. And then what's also crazy, because in his power and his greatness, is that the one language, which was their, uh, their, their will and desire to be in one place so they won't be scattered abroad because they feel like they would become weak. Well, in God's power, he thwarts their languages. And then ironically, the thing that they desire to do is shattered. The thing that they desire to make happen, the opposite occurs. They're scattered abroad. It's the irony. God is not just only powerful, but he's humorous, man. I think he was serious in what he did, but it's humorous in how he did it. That's the 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 uh, way that the author in telling a story tells it. But I think he's purposeful, too. God is a purposeful God that uh, what he desired to do, it happened. And he did it by his own power regardless of of what we um 
decide we want to do. And that's sovereignty as well. And so God has the power to do what he desires to do, but everything he does is purposeful and has a reason. And he moves towards that reason. What's to say about man? Well, man's prideful, small, and disobedient. <laughs> but uh, it's not okay, but God makes a way. He's prideful because he wants to make a name for himself. It's not for the glory of God, which we all inwardly desire to do at first. Is uh, We seek after our own will and our own desire and our own autonomy. Uh, that's the first sin of, of Adam, man, is he desired to gain knowledge on his own rather than to allow God to gift it to him. In the same way that man here desires to make a name for himself on his own, or maybe to uh, achieve a relationship or a way into the heavens alone. This autonomy is sinful and it's prideful. And then they're just disobedient. Like I said, they're just defiantly going against the words of God as he first had told them to do to fill and multiply the earth. Well, how do we apply these truths? The fact that God is just powerful and purposeful and sovereign, yet we're prideful, small, and disobedient. Well, first off, we recognize, I think, uh, uh, who we are in light of God. And after we see that, man, rely on God because the thing about God is he's faithful, which has been the idea uh, that has been trying to be told throughout this entire book of Genesis, this first half, is his faithfulness to maintain the promise that he promised us. And so, man, rely on that. Even in the face of such struggles or, or difficulties that go in your life, rely on God. Because when he seeks to make a name for us, which we're about to see in Abram, then it will undoubtedly happen because he's powerful. He's able to achieve it. He's purposeful. That means he is uh, uh, doing it for a specific reason. And then he's sovereign. That means he's in control. And so if you allow God to, to be the one who makes a name for you, then it will happen. Rather than you trying to make a name for yourself or me trying to make a name for myself. I appreciate you guys for listening, and I will see you as we continue through Genesis. We're almost past the first half, and uh, we're moving on to what's called the patriarchs.